Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tampa Bay Lightning are still one win away from the Stanley Cup. The Rays have the best record in the American League. And the Bucs, they're in first place all alone in the NFC South. You think maybe you can have some nice things. We've got all of this to talk about from a great weekend in Tampa Bay sports. On this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started, I want to say hello to our new sponsor, Old Northeast Jewelers. They're located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Now, you all know that I grew up in St. Pete, and, uh, man, this place has been there forever. They do such a great job. You know, Grand Seiko is described as the pure essentials of watchmaking, elevated to a level of art. Now, trust me, folks, this is not your grandfather's Seiko. This is Grand Seiko. you got to check out these watches. It's the ultimate in timekeeping and the ultimate in style and the ultimate in collectability. You'll want to keep these forever and pass them down if you can. Go see our friends at Old Northeast Jewelers and say that Rick Stroud sent you, and they will give you one extra year on a warranty on your purchase, whatever you purchase there. Go check out the Grand Seiko at Old Northeast Jewelers, it's located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Pete. Steve, I am still in Denver, Colorado. I'll be leaving in the morning where I have uh, watched the Bucks pretty much take care of a uh, an injured and, and, and not a very good uh, Denver Broncos football team. They win 28-10. to um, Similar in some ways to Carolina, uh, although it was a cleaner game offensively, I thought. Um, but again, the first half uh, is when they did most of their uh, most of their work. Tom Brady had his best game as a Buck, three hundred, almost three hundred yards, two hundred ninety-seven yards, three touchdowns all in the first half. Two to Mike Evans on the goal line, two one-yard catches there, one to Chris Godwin. And uh, but the story of this team, uh, for as much focus and, and rightfully so on on Brady, uh, is the defense. And, and it was really funny after the game, the quote that you're going to see and that I led with, and everybody will jump on uh, was Bruce Arians um, saying that, uh, you know, we, we built this team around the defense and that's why we got all these guys back. He said, uh, Tom Brady, he was just icing on the cake. <laughs> so the greatest quarterback of all time. And uh, as you know, he doesn't sugarcoat. Well, if you, great, if you look he, at their last couple of drafts, if you look at their last couple of drafts, it was a lot of defense, a lot of defensive backs, ton of it. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, you know, they went and got Gronkowski and Brady and that, but you know, for as far as building a team, uh, no, I mean, look, the offense is still the, the the best side of this ball talent wise, but the defense is impressing. Um, you, you know, I, I mean, they they're fast. Yeah, they're fast. It's a top five defense, and and the thing is, Todd Bowles in his second year, you know, as opposed to his first year when everything was new and guys were trying to figure out what he was doing. I mean, first of all, I think he blitzes as much or more than any defensive coordinator in the league, and he does it from all positions. They got two sacks, uh, you know, on Sunday night from safeties. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Antoine Winfield got his second of the year. Um, you know, it, it's just sort of been um, coming from all angles. And 
The defensive line has had great push, both interior and we knew this would happen. I think Shaq Barrett may have been pressing the first uh, couple weeks, you know, coming off last season where he led the league in sacks. And um, when he got to Denver, though, uh, you know, when these guys play against their former teams, not that they don't try as hard as hell every week, but I think there's just a certain extra motivation there. And he had a good night, um, two sacks, including one uh, in the end zone for a safety. Um, really could have had maybe one or two more. But, um, yeah, the defense, I mean, again, you know, they, they, they ended up sacking the quarterback six times. Jack, Jeff Driscoll started for them, and they got him five times, uh, you know, uh, a, couple inter- a couple interceptions, one in the end zone by Mike Edwards. And if not for allowing uh, a third and 20 conversion uh, late in the first half and went on to become a, a two-minute touchdown drive, um, you know, they would allow only a field goal in this game. As it was, they shut out the Denver Broncos in the second half. So this defense maybe is the cake, or at least they're taking the cake at this point. And I think they're going to continue to get better and better. And I know the offense is, and Brady did too. Again, you know, did most of their work in the first half, similar to Carolina. Was a little better in the second half than it was last week, but uh, got backed up in penalties, some, you know, some missed tackles, some sacks things like this that, um, you know, put them behind the sticks. But overall, um, they did what you're supposed to do to this Denver Broncos team, which is missing everybody, you know, um, and they they took care of business. And now, uh, after the loss by New Orleans to the Green Bay Packers, Atlanta lost as well. Um, and, you know, the Bucks find themselves at 2-1 and one and alone by themselves in the NFC South in first place. You know, it was it was really impressive in watching the game on Saturday or a Sunday. Um, and, and Grant, we've always known this about Tom Brady, but as I was, I went back and rewatched part of it too. That it's so impressive how every throw, whether it's a perfect throw, and many of them are. I mean, you know, the uh, what was the one down the sideline? They nailed O.J. Howard. I had one to O.J. Howard uh, that was just ridiculous, and then yeah. Scotty Miller Scottie, made a yep. nice play on the ball. But but. His throws, not only are they really good throws and almost always in the right spot, he identifies the matchup that's so favorable so quickly. Yes, he does. Like, you know, O.J. Howard's running down the sideline. He's got, what, a linebacker on him. Yep. You know, and so he knew, you know, even though that linebacker's close. I'm going to give my guy a shot. You know, this isn't a cornerback there. He ain't gonna, he's not going to pick it off, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it in a window and see if O.J. Mm-hmm. can catch it. Even – Passes that the defense makes a play. Like there was one over, over the middle to OJ Howard, and, and it was a defensive lineman that they just signed, like Chicolo or something was his name. Yeah. Right? You know, From and Tampa. He, he ends up, you know, turning and making a play, but right. it was the right matchup. It was the right place to throw the ball because you had a defensive lineman guarding OJ Howard down the field. You know, right. it, it's, it's identifying, it, it's every time you throw it, you're sitting there going, wow, that's, that's a mismatch for the offense when he's throwing it that direction. And he's identified it so quickly. And that's what he does. I mean, this isn't anything new for him. But it's, no. it's something we haven't seen in Tampa Bay, you know, in a really long time. That Yeah, I mean, and, and I think Todd Bowles said this during training camp, and it was a pretty good analogy. But what, what he said about Brady is, is it, you know, his, his accuracy is, is very impressive, as we all know. And um, those throws are examples of that. But he says his misses are sometimes more impressive, he said, because – He'll he'll rarely throw the ball into an area. Now we saw we remember game one with the pick six and all mm-hmm. that, but he'll rarely throw the ball intentionally uh, in an area where the defender has any chance. He says mm-hmm. he's like a pitcher 
that will, you know, paint the corners, you know, that will miss outside or miss low, um, but won't miss in the strike zone. And that's sort of how he described Brady. And it's really an apt description. That's how you go mm-hmm. 20 years averaging about, you know, five or six interceptions a season. The big difference in this team is that, you know, the defense is the same and they got better from like week, you know, last seven, six, seven weeks of last season and continued it forward. The difference is outside of week one, uh, when everything was new and Brady, you know, made some mistakes, is they don't turn the ball over, you know, and, and if, you know, they know how to win the games. They know how to close out the games offensively. They're not going to hurt you with a big mistake. Um, you know, they, they will punt and, and play field position and do those sorts of things and make enough plays um, that once they get a, you know, once they get a pretty good lead on guys, they don't usually give it back. Now, you know, against Carolina, it got to be 21 nothing, then 21-14, um, and then they got some separation. So I've just been, you know, with Brady – Let's face it, he's the winningest quarterback of all time. And so he he will continue to, to, to make guys better around him and get better as an offense each week while still winning games. And that was his whole thing. He says, look, you still got to find ways to win even when you're not playing the best. He goes, I know we're going to be better a couple months from now if everybody stays healthy and whatnot, and we'll get to that. Um, but, you know, you, you just got to do what you have to do to win. And – the one thing they've done in all three games, really, is, is start fast. And what got them started fast, you know, on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon was a special teams play. How it was about Patrick that play? O'Connor blocking a yeah, blocking a punt and then picking it up and running it to the ten yard line. Patrick O'Connor, who's been you know kind of a reserve defensive lineman that could play inside or outside, um, got his first game ball after the game. And you know, when when you make a play like that. First of all, if you look at the numbers of you know your percentages of winning when you when you block a kick when you score a defensive touchdown, they go way way up. But to give your team the ball on the ten yard line, and of course it took them three plays uh, to get in the end zone. They they were you know went nowhere with first two plays, and then throws it out flips it out to Chris Godwin, and uh, they had a coverage bust, and he basically dragged a guy across the goal line. But um, that's the sort of thing that they have been able to jump on top of teams and. When you do that and your defense plays well behind it and gives you field position, I mean, that's the recipe for success. I mean, that that's how you win in this league. You take advantage of mistakes. And Tom Brady is maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks to take advantage of mistakes that the league has ever had. Well, what's what's the one thing that New England has done well for 20 years besides quarterback play from Tom Brady? Their special teams don't make mistakes. No. They play field position games. And, yep. and, and Patrick O'Connor, not only did he block the kick, and then turn around, pick, and then go chase it down and pick it up. He was being held on the play. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, that was an yeah. incredible play by him. It was very, very good. Yeah, very yeah. athletic. And, and and you know, especially when you get that. What was that? The first drive or second drive of the game? It was early. You know, when you get that, that's a huge boost for your team. And you oh, know, allowed yeah. allowed the Bucks to get the score early. And and look, I don't think Denver's a very good team. And, they're not, and, and no, they're beat up. Too, and they're even but, worse now. Yeah, yeah, and you know, when, when Jeff, Jeff Driscoll's your quarterback, you know, he's a fine backup, but he's not, he's not going to win you a lot of games that way, particularly with the nope. team around him. Uh-huh. But the Bucks did what you're supposed to do when you play those teams. You you get up early, and yep. then you coast the rest of the way. And that's yep. what that's what they did today. They did exactly what a good team is supposed to do. And I think you know, in both instances, Carolina too, and 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 you know, mm-hmm. on Sunday. I think Bruce Arians would have liked to have seen them keep, you know, keep their foot on their throat a little bit more or keep, you know, whatever analogy you want to use, mash the accelerator a little bit. 
Um, but as he said, he goes, I don't want to say we were afraid of making a big mistake, but the only way that team gets back in the game is if you make a big mistake. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you may want to just be a little more careful with the ball and careful, more careful in play calling and run some clock and, you know, and, and you know they had penalties and they got behind the sticks. They were it seemed like they were second and twenty. You know the whole second half. So you don't want to push it there as if you were behind. And then and then the next thing you know you you know you give them a an interception and a touchdown and 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 then they're right back in it. So you know it's winning time. I mean that's that's what Brady is. That's why he's here. He's not here to put up five thousand yards. Although that's you know probably not going to happen. Or but it could. I mean he threw for three hundred. You know on Sunday. Um, he's he's only here to win, and and not just in the regular season. I mean, it, you know, for the Bucks who have had you know what two winning seasons since two thousand and ten, um, you know, nine wins would be a, a a historic moment in this franchise's history. But um, he's here to not just make the playoffs, which they haven't done in twelve years. He's here to win, to go to, and win a Super Bowl, and. He knows the process, and he, he after the game, you know, he's almost to the point of boredom, but he, he talks a lot about, you know, this is the process you go through, and each week, you know, certain areas you got to improve and other areas, um, you know, aren't so good, and, and you got you know, you, you just got to continue to try to get better everywhere you can, and um, and he got better, and the offense got better in, in, in this week, and it was a good team to – to sort of do that against, you know, because they, cause they are beat up and, and you're a better football team. And um, so you went out there and you backed that up. So I thought it was a solid win. Um, and if you look at the schedule, they now host the Los Angeles Chargers. Who got beat by uh, the Panthers. Who got beat by Carolina on the uh, at home, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact. Carolina went all the way to, to Los Angeles, I believe, and played yep. that game. That's correct. And beat and beat the uh, Chargers, which is, bodes well if you play the Daisy game. Daisy uh, chain game and say that well you know they beat Carolina they should handle these guys got a rookie quarterback and uh, Justin Herbert obviously who's been playing for Tyrod Taylor who's you know had a doctor puncture his lung or whatever but it it is um, it's setting up nicely now then you know then it's a short week I mean they're going to play two games in about 10 days now um, a week from uh, oh, you know, on Sunday, this coming Sunday, they'll play the Chargers with mm-hmm. fans. By the way, that was the big news over the weekend. I was going to ask how how was it in Denver with limited fans in the stands? You know, it was uh, it was better, way better. Like I, I, I mean, it it, it was almost there was only like fifty seven hundred or six thousand mm-hmm. fans there. If you don't count the cutouts, the cutouts of South Park in the end zone, which was <laughs> awesome, by the way. Those two guys that, that created South Park live in Denver. They went to Colorado and they. They blanketed the top part of the end zone with South with South Park characters wearing masks, which was a very good a very good touch. Um, but if you don't count them, yeah, it's about fifty seven hundred. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, like it was light years better than no fans. Like I can't begin to tell you how bad it was in New Orleans, um, and even to some extent Raymond James, you know, that first week. But coming out here and seeing some people, you know, like and I, and I'll be honest, there was a lot of Bucks fans in the in the seats. I mean, I don't know how they got their tickets, but a lot of Brady jerseys. Um, you know, which somebody must have gone online and ordered them, a couple of Gronkowskis. So, you know, people were there. Ryan Jensen had about 10 family members because he's from out here. So it was it was good, you know, and you could hear them when things happened for their team and um, and hear them groan when they didn't. They still had the piped-in noise. Uh, but I, I'm thinking that's probably similar to what the slow rollout will be for the Bucks on Sunday, you know, against the Chargers. Um, and then, you know, when they play the Packers, 
in, in about three weeks. I think that's that's their you know intended um, you know uh, limited capacity. I mean, they're talking about twenty five percent seating capacity, and if they if not including the sky suites and such, and if they do that, you're probably looking at what sixteen eighteen thousand fans, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it won't be bad. Uh, it really won't be bad. It, and 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 I think the the players you know, definitely feed off of, of just having people there in the seats watching them because um, it was it was really different the first couple of weeks. But, yeah, uh, Bucks are off to a good start. And now, uh, you know, so, you know, after you play the Chargers, you got a short week and you got to go to Chicago. And they're, they're – I'm going to tell you, Steve, I think that's the shakiest 3-0 team in the National Football Well, League. they benched their quarterback. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're 3-0, and and Trubisky left at halftime, and, and that's probably a bad break for the Bucks because now they got to beat Nick Foles. But they're, they're shaky. You know, they trailed in that game. I mean, they uh, they led, then they then were behind. So, um, And then, you know, I just think it sets up nice for the Bucks. You know, there, there isn't that many dominant teams. Eventually, you're going to come home and you're going to play Green Bay, and that's going to be a big litmus test. Mm-hmm. I mean, Green Bay is 3-0. and They just took out the Saints on Sunday night in New Orleans. Um, and so, you know, that, that's going to be a tough test. And then you've got the Rams at home. You got some, you got some pretty good, pretty the Chiefs good teams coming, coming up. in here. I mean, yeah, the chiefs are going to be a, a tough out. Um, so I think the schedule will get tougher, but you're talking about if they play what I think they're capable of playing or how I think they're capable of playing and without injuries, cause we had some, including Chris Godwin's hurt again, a uh, hamstring injury for him. Sean Murphy bunting went out with a, a groin and a hamstring. That's not good. Um, but if barring you know more more injuries like this, um, they're they're just going to be really a, a pretty good offense, a pretty uh, formidable you know tough offense with a, with a defense that is absolutely the dominant part of this football team. So no matter how great Tom Brady is and you know all of that, um, this team is being currently driven by its defense. There's no question about it, and they're top five defense, and they're legit. I mean. How do you how do you measure defenses? Right, takeaways. Right, so they had four a week ago. They had mm-hmm. two more on Sunday night. So that's six. How about sacks? Is that a good one? Yeah, sacks will work. Five two weeks ago, or last week, and then five more this week um, from all directions. And you know, again, Todd Bowles is doing a great job. So, um, well, when you I'm, held I'm Drew fairly, Brees to what 160 yards passing, 160 or yards, and, and I mean, Michael Grant- Thomas had three catches. I mean, to be honest with you, the Saints are in trouble. The Saints are in trouble because their defense is still pretty good, and and this was a close game, a tie game until the fourth quarter when they played the Packers on Sunday night. Um, but offensively, they are they are not what they have been, and and obviously Michael Thomas is out, and that's a big chunk. Uh, but Breeze, Breeze threw the ball better, uh, I thought, you know, Sunday night. But still, I mean. Definitely, he's on a decline physically, and you can see it, and it affects the game plan. It affects Sean Payton's play calling. Um, they really don't stretch the field. They they play kind of in a phone booth on offense, and so it's a lot easier to contain them. And uh, their strength of their team is probably their defense right now. So, you know, but the Bucks have already had a chance to, you know, to uh, to get a game on them here in this early part of the season. So I don't know how good Atlanta is. I'm not impressed with Carolina. The Bucks could win this division. I mean, they really could, especially with with the New Orleans Saints struggling. Well, you're up a game, and and you still have a game with New Orleans. So if you can win that game at Raymond James Stadium, then that's a two game lead. Based, in, you know, you got a yeah. long way to go on the schedule. You but. just got to match what they do the rest of the way. Yep. 
And I don't think two teams will come from the South just based on what I've seen and how they played. I'll tell you what, Dan Quinn might be getting a copy of the home game here before too long. Well, I'll tell you uh, what division's not getting uh, two teams in. That would be the NFC East, woof. where the Eagles are winless and a half game behind first place. Wow, that's crazy. Because they it? tied today, so they're 0-2-1. Was it Dallas now 1-2? and Yeah, yeah. The Eagles are 0-2-1, and so. Yeah, Giants are bad. And the Reds, bad yeah, football the, not York the Redskins, right the Washington football team, sorry. The Washington football team, yes. Can't get used to that. There to say Redskins. <laughs> I understand. So, um, yeah, it's uh it's it's home and they'll they'll, you know, make make the repairs, find out what's up with Chris Godwin and what's up with Sean Murphy Bunting. I don't think anybody else really got injured in this game. Um boy, I'll tell you who's how about Antoine Winfield? Is that kid can that kid play or what? He's got great Good. instincts. It's unbelievable. How many yeah. plays he makes. Yeah. And open field tackles, right? Like they're nothing. Like you see guys get, you know, run over or run by all the time in this league. When you see, I haven't seen him miss one. When you see a safety make that much of an impact in their first three games without they're an special. off season, they're special. I, I would rather have Winfield in that second round pick than any running back you could take there. Yeah. And there were some. I mean, including the kid from Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll take the safety that's making impact plays in his first three games any day. Right. That's a hard position to make an impact as a rookie. And they're hard to find. I mm-hmm. mean, you you know, usually you can find a guy that can play down, you know, run they can play inside, can play the run, can come downhill and is physical enough to, like a linebacker, but he's not going to be a cover guy. Or you can find a guy that can cover grass, but he's not very physical, <laughs> you know. Um so usually you get stuck in between. But the guys they have now can kind of do both. They're they're a little interchangeable mm-hmm. and um, you know, even in the versatility that, that Winfield has was so key in this game because, you know, you had Sean Murphy bunting go down with the hamstring. So why panic, right? What they do is they, in in nickel situations when there's, when there's four receivers or whatever, uh, they just moved, you know, Antoine Winfield to the slot, and then they brought in Mike Edwards, who played a lot of safety last year as a safety, and they were fine. In fact, Mike Edwards made a – a tremendous interception in the end zone there at the end of the game against uh, Brett Ripien. And so, you know, it, it's a it's a good group. It's a versatile group. It's it's very young still on the back end. Nice mix on the defensive line. And and by the way, if Levante David has lost a step, please return it because I don't know. I, I, this guy defies age. He's yeah. so fast and so good at, at, you know, going into his eighth year. Yeah, the fact that he still stands out on that defense, you know, with, with some of the guys they have now, Devin White and others that you right, know, you're racing just, guys now. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's going to be you know great for him. He's going to finally get the national recognition because of Tom Brady so. on this team and the spotlight on this team and all the primetime games that are going to be coming up soon. That he's going to so. finally get the spotlight on him that he's more than de- than deserved and hasn't yeah. received because of the team he's been on for eight years or nine years, whatever it is. Right. No, I think so. Well, we'll see what the Bucks do as they uh, get ready and prepare for the Chargers at home with fans, a uh, limited amount of those, and, and uh, so that'll be something to look forward to. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. I got to I got to talk to you about the lightning because, you know, I'm here in Denver. It's a two hour time difference. So I didn't I was tired from traveling. I didn't feel that bad. I felt bad for my girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> both of them and my wife stayed up through two overtimes only to, to be disappointed. There were a lot of people at Emily Arena that probably felt that way as well. A lot of our friends were there. Um, they were seven minutes away, Steve. I, I, this is the thing that I will remember, and and you hope they don't write on the tombstone of the 2020 Lightning um, that they were seven minutes away. But when they got to two to one in the third period and, and the clock is melting away, I said to myself then, to win the cup, you got to win this game two to one. You just have to. Like, you don't want to go over time. You, don't want, you certainly don't want to give up a goal here. If you score one, great. It'll probably be an empty net at the end, whatever. But the cup is there. It's seven minutes away. And it couldn't close them out. And so now I still like their chances. They haven't lost two in a row in forever, certainly not in the playoffs. Um, but you don't want to lose tonight. Don't make this a game seven situation at that point with Dallas having all the momentum. Well, we talked about this in the Islander series, and you know the Lightning were up three to one in that series too, and so you knew that the Islanders were going to come out desperate, just like you know Saturday night. You knew Dallas was coming out desperate, absolutely. And so the key is is now you're down three one. You've got to come out desperate three games in a row. That's right. Can you do that? Yeah. And, and, and Dallas, you know, if you're Dallas, you came out desperate. And you played you your overtimes. best game. You played your best game of the series. The Lightning yeah. did not play very well in regulation. Overtime was At different. times, you're right. But overall in regulation, they did not play very well. And Dallas still couldn't beat them in regulation in that game. That's true, too. And now, in overtime, the Lightning were dominating. It the was kind of, it one, kind, of, yeah. it kind of flipped. I mean, the Lightning yeah. were, had control of play in the overtime. They didn't in, in regulation. Right. Um, you know, so... You know, it kind of reminded me, you know, that game they got blown out. It reminded me of that third period where they dominated, mm-hmm. um, even though they lost. And then they kind of continued that the next the next game, and then and then won, of course. Well, and it keeps look. The Lightning are playing very well. This it's several mistakes are ending up in the back of their net when they make mistakes. The, the Seems like they all end Dallas. Up in the back yeah, of them. Dallas has been jumping on them, and 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 you know, give Dallas credit on those goals. I mean, yeah, you know, they're taking advantage of it. Um, yeah. But and that's what good teams do. Well, absolutely, and, and there's a reason they're in the Stanley Cup final. They're a good team. Right. I mean, right. Uh, you know, they took out Vegas, who was the favorite in the West. Best in the they West. They took out man. Colorado, who was one of the best. And yeah. you, you know, I mean, and Dallas was. You know, people forget Dallas was what the four seed going into the the pause. I mean, they were the fourth right. best team in the West. I mean, they're not. I mean, this is a very good team. So, I mean, the Lightning had chances to win it, and they just couldn't bury the puck. But. You know, Dallas played a very good game and still couldn't beat the, the Lightning in regulation in that game. As they're desperate and, and you know needing to win that game to stay alive. Um, and, and you know, don't forget it's also on a back to back, which you know we normally don't see in the Stanley Cup final. It's been done twice since 1955. Right. You know, the only other time was you know Detroit Pittsburgh games one and two back in 2009. So you know, put all those factors in. It was a th- third game in four nights. Uh, the game before went to overtime. You know, so yeah. there was lots of things that, that impacted what happened in that game. But it's a shame they couldn't close it out then because you had chances to. Seven, uh, seven minutes to go, two mm-hmm. to one lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'd be like, oh, we got to we gotta stay in this bubble more, really. 
So, but right. you know, I, I still like I like the Lightning's chances. I mean, Dallas still has to win two. Oh, two I more like in a their chance. Look, if Dallas comes back and wins three in a row, then you you shake their hand and and, and you spend the rest of your lives wondering how the hell you blew it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just going to be you know on every resume you ever fill out. Yep. Um, so you don't want that situation, but certainly if Dallas were to pull that off, they would have earned it. There's no question they wouldn't have earned it. I'll be curious if there's not lineup changes for the Lightning. Um, going into this game, yeah, um, I sense that. I, I wonder if they don't go back to eleven seven. I don't Maybe. know how much Carter Verhage's giving them. Is that twelve yeah. forward right now? Um, and it may depend Ruda. on the it may depend mm-hmm. on the health too of you know when when Bogosian and Shen both came out when they went to the twelve six and Ruda came in. Uh, yeah. Cooper did mention one was hurt, one was you know coach's decision. Now you we don't believe know. that one of them's close to coming back. Yeah, well, one of them was a coach's decision, so you assume one of them's healthy. Yeah, uh, we think it's Shen that's hurt, but it could be Mc, uh, Bogosian. We don't know, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if they if they go eleven seven into tonight's game. Um, you know, Dallas still doesn't have an answer for the point line. Right, it seems like every time they're on the ice, they're in the offensive zone and causing problems for Dallas. They have no answer for that line. You know, Palat, Point, and Kucherov. They're not always scoring, but. But, no, but they, the puck they is always it. in the offensive zone. It's always a lot of zone time. It's always Dallas chasing. You know that that yeah. they have no answer for that line. Um, that goal that Pilat had was phenomenal, by the way, mm-hmm. to tie the game. Oh my goodness, it was so good. You know, it, it's it, it. We were talking to Brian Engblom, and it's so great to see Pilat scoring because for so many years in this team, he's done so much of the little things that you never get credit for. I mean, your yeah. teammates know it, but. Publicly, yeah. you never get the credit. You never, people don't see all the little things that he's done well for so long and helped right. so many teammates because of how good he is in the corners and puck retrieval and all those kind of things. And now he's playing on a line with Point and Kucherov and he's getting rewarded for it. And yeah, it's so is. great to see because he's, he's been such an important part of this team, but not in the ways that gets the credit, the goals, the assists, the, right. the fancy plays in that. I mean, he just he plays a, a straightforward north south. Um, physical, you know, engaged game, and he's getting rewarded this postseason. It's great to see. Well, I mean, look, this would be a good time to do it. It's uh, what the hell Monday night. Me and you can stay up till about two or three in the morning. You don't want to <laughs> go to Game Seven. No, you of course not. I mean, because cause, cause a, a, a weird bounce, uh, a, a penalty oh, call, yeah. or whatever can you know and change the, momentum, the whole game. You, at that point, you have lost all the momentum. At mm-hmm. that point, you're puckering if if they. Um, score the first goal, you know, like it's going to, it's going to be panic time. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, all you'll be thinking is not winning a cup of what you've lost already. You feel like you've lost and, and, and the series is still going on. Um, so no, you, you definitely don't want to go to seven games, but by the same token, very few of these go five, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I mean, it's really hard to sweep a team in the Stanley cup finals. It's, it's just as hard to beat them, you know, in, uh, in five games. So they usually go six or seven for the most part. And, and if the lightning are lucky, they'll go six and they'll hoist a cup tonight. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I was, I was kind of disappointed because I, I like, I know what these guys have been through, you know, it's been over two months now. Um, and they've gotten close as they can be. And they, but they, I'm sure they're all, first of all, they're ready to win. Uh, you don't, you don't go this far and and sacrifice this much not to get the prize at the bottom of the of the of the uh, cracker jack box, right? I mean, you you need to be able to skate around with that cup. So, um, 
you know that that's why they're here and, and uh, they still I think they're the better hockey team but things things happen you know you get some bounces you get some breaks you just don't know I don't want to see them in a game seven though because frankly I want to get more sleep <laughs> I'm not sleeping because of these games um, so that's been tough meanwhile we'll wrap it up here the Tampa Bay Rays have the best record in the American League 40 and 20. That's unbelievable. Like what I said, I think, uh, Steve, I think they're going to go about uh, 40 and uh, 20. I think their yeah. over-under to start the 60-game season was like 31 and a half. Wow, they shattered wins. it. Yeah. Just shattered it. Well, yeah. think about this. So that's a 108-win pace. Wow. The wow. Yankees finished 33 and 27. That's an 89-win pace. That's, yep. This is the equivalent of 19-game lead in your division. It's incredible. I mean, if you over 160 now, you have to keep that up for 162. But yeah, of course. but just to put the the seven game lead that you have in perspective, that's like 19 games over 162 games schedule. Yeah, they blew away the field. They lapped the field. And so the Impressive. the reward is the Blue Jays, who had a it had a chance to be the Yankees going into the last day, and the Yankees lost on Sunday, but so did the Blue Jays. So, mm. so it'll be the Blue Jays Tuesday at five o'clock on TBS. Five o'clock, wow. Yes, and then four o'clock on Wednesday for game two. And the players, even though uh, you know the Rays are hosting at Tropicana this series two out of three, they're going to have to uh, stay in a hotel. They're mm-hmm. going to have to leave their homes. and They're essentially begin, in a bubble already. Begin their bubble, yep. yeah. I mean, it's not at the bubble location. They'll go to San Diego if they win this series right? to face the, the winner of the Indians and Yankees series. And the only thing I'll say is don't lose game one <laughs> because, again – you know, and the Blue Jays have, you know, have had some success, especially early in the year. You know, they hit they hit a lot of home runs. They hit a lot of home runs at the drop. And Guerrero and those guys mm-hmm. are tough outs. But, um, you know, you, you just you just don't want to be down. You don't you want to be, you know, one bad pitching performance away, one bad inning early in a game. If you're down one zero, and before you know it, you know you've lost. And Two out of three is not a, a big litmus test in Major League Baseball, even if you're the worst team's playing the best team. So, you know, hopefully, um, I know the pitching sets up. Uh, Blake Snell is going to go first, and then Tyler Glass now, and then eventually Charlie Morton, who's pitched better of late. Um, I, it's just been a remarkable year, and here we go again. Here's another Tampa Bay team that has a chance to, you know, to play in the postseason, and who knows, maybe make it. To the World Series. I mean, could you have a Stanley Cup champion and a World Series participant? Within a month? In a month. In a month. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Stanley Cups can either wrap up on the 28th or the 30th, and, you know, we hope the Lightning win that. But in in the World Series is supposed to wrap up right around the end of October. Maybe it goes into early November. I don't remember the exact. I think it's like October 28th or 30th or something like that's the end of it. We might as well ask Brady since, you know, he was a big Boston fan all those years, but. You know, hey Tom, not for nothing, but um, Lightning if they win the Stanley Cup, Lightning are Stanley Cup champions, and the Rays have the best record in American League, and they look like they're on their way to the World Series. So, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, Mister Two Wins? Now nah, it's look. I'll say this: <clears throat> they got the right quarterback. If he can stay healthy, they got the right quarterback to get him to the postseason. And is there a quarterback you'd rather have in the postseason than this guy? I'm not sure there's I, many. No, I, I, I would. T- he would be my first choice. I mean, you know, you've I mean, got a couple years ago, got Mahomes and Rodgers and some others. I'd take yeah. in a heartbeat, or you know, oh Russell sure, Wilson, but he, but he beat Mahomes uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago twice. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, uh, you got the right guy and he's going to get better with these receivers and boy, watching him play, he's pretty damn good now. Yeah. It, such a startling contrast to, you know, just the, the pinpoint placement of the ball and, you know, the good, the good misses, if you were, um, enjoyable, to, enjoyable to watch. So. By the way, I just looked it up. The, the game seven of the world series would be a month from tonight. A month from tonight. Holy cow. They got to play for a whole month. Yeah, so that Goodness starts what September twenty ninth and then ends October twenty eighth would be game seven if it, if it goes gracious. to seven. Wow. That's crazy. Well, I mean they want to fight to stay there. I know that. They had an awful lot of fun last year. They, oh, they, by the way. They got some momentum going in too with four wins in a row. So not to, not 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 for nothing, but that Houston team that they lost to in after five games, mm-hmm. you know, the one that was beating on the drums. Yeah. Yep. Um I think Jose Atuve finished out at like two eighteen this season. Yeah, but they, they made the playoffs with a losing record. It's it's incredible that they're even in it. Yeah, two teams had losing records to make the playoffs. The Astros that's, second in their division at twenty nine and thirty one. That's and then crazy. The Brewers are twenty nine and thirty one as well. Wow, that's the crazy. National League Central got four teams in. Yeah, and none of them playing each other in the first round in the four National League series, which is weird. Very odd. That's going to be exciting. I I I love playoff baseball. I really do. Um. I'm not too. I'm not too hip on this two out of three business. <laughs> I can tell you that. Well, but. ask me on uh, Thursday night. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. you if I'm hip on two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not one and done, but it's one series and done. Yeah, I mean, hey, the done. wild cards before were one and done, so this is one and three. Yeah, so. this is better. I guess you're right. Or two and yeah, three. I mean, you know, you gotta it's win not two everything. Three. Yeah, two out of three. It's the meatloaf series, as John Madden yes, would say. Yes, exactly. You just need some meatloaf. You just got to meatloaf them. If you meatloaf them, you advance. So that'll be interesting. Well, it's been a uh, it's been a crazy weekend. It's been a big weekend for sports in Tampa Bay. It's oh, it's it, only going to continue. Florida Gators look t- good on on Saturday. Oh, the Gators. Oh yeah, they were terrific. Oh, by the way, Florida State. Miami look good. <laughs> yeah, Florida well, Miami State. has them a quarterback. They got Derek King is the real deal now. Yeah, he's playing great, and their defense is good. But boy, I mean, Mark, good thing. You know, if I'm Mike Norvell, I'm like, I'm glad I couldn't go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it so might have cost his team a little bit, but woof. Joey Knight was at Amelie Arena on Saturday night because uh, the USF game was postponed at FAU, so he was doing some coverage uh, for the paper uh, uh, there at Amelie. We were talking during that game. You know, the lightning going on, but, you know, we kept an eye on the Florida State-Miami scoring. Woof. I mean, wow. That's bad. The worst. It's the worst they've ever, I've ever seen him play, and I feel I feel for the I feel for the quarterback. I feel that the offensive line mm-hmm. is just terrible. I mean, everybody said Jimbo didn't recruit. What Woodley we Tackard took that thing and drove it even further into the ground. I mean, they have no one on the offensive line anyway. I'm sure they got some skill guys. They always do, but man, that was bad. They just got trucked. But yeah, Florida looked good. I mean, you know, Kyle Trask with six touchdown passes. I just like your boy at Mississippi State. I was going to say, uh, I think uh, Mike Leach might be the new Tiger King. <laughs> he is, man. Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. Well, my Tigers lost. I played a really bad game now. Joe Burrow not here. He lost Joe Burrow now. No. Mike Leach get new Tiger King. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. it's it's Hey, it's fun. You know, everybody used to say, ah, the SEC, yeah. they, they'd crush that. Def- they'd crush that form of offense. They can't play that in this league. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, about, how about Oklahoma too? Oklahoma lost to Kansas State. Oklahoma lost to Kansas State, and you might as well say it because you know what that means. If you follow the logic, right? 
That means that Arkansas State should be ranked in the top ten. There you go. I mean, come on now. Arkansas State beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat um, Oklahoma. Well, I mean, you know, that's how UCF won a national title. That, well, exactly. Should we should we print up the license plates now? Get the rings going? I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Arkansas State, the Red Wolves are better than Oklahoma. I don't even know how you could dispute it at this point. Then is, isn't Memphis then now the national champion since? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, I'm forgetting the week one loss. We got better after that. Um, or, or the or the COVID cancellation at uh, Central Arkansas, but that's a totally different story. But yeah, what a what a what a weekend! What a couple! What a year! Good lord, 2020! Wow. You know, we still got three more months left. I know. I know. It'll be uh, if you can believe it, it's going to be October next week. Not nah, Thursday. No, this week. Yeah, yeah Thursday. That's crazy. I'm already into next week now that I think about it. Yeah, Thursday's going to be October. And a little cool weather. By the way, it was cool here in Denver now. Like 50s. 50. Yeah, it wasn't 52. cool here today. Was it? Good. No, it was not. Oh, it was not. No, no, it was not. I mowed the grass. It was not cool today. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the humidity needs to get. I think there's going to be some cold yeah, fronts. It's, First it's week coming. of October. I'm it's told. coming, but yeah, it's it coming was not here today. In, in a week. <laughs> Well, uh, again, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back with uh, all the results, of course. And uh, you got Mark Topkin like. tomorrow. Oh, we got Marco. Yeah, to preview oh, the better. preview the uh, the playoffs, preview and the, the, the Toronto the race series, Toronto race series, and then and then we'll also we'll stay up late and uh, and see if uh, the Lightning can close it out. Thanks for listening, guys, and make sure you check out our new sponsors at Old Northeast Jewelers. They're located at one one three one Fourth Street North in St. Pete. Go check out their Grand Seiko watches. These things are beautiful. It's the ultimate in timekeeping, the ultimate in style, and the ultimate in collectability. Tell them Rick Stroud sent you, and we'll give you one extra year warranty on your purchase. That's at Old Northeast Jewelers, located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. For Steve Bursnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 